everyone and a very warm welcome to this first service of 2022. This is a communion service so please have something ready to eat and drink when we reach that point in the service. Our service will be led by Katrina but we'll also hear the voices of Paul F, Ade, Dr Beth, Freya, Leo, Bethany and Elizabeth and Ian B. And our musicians this morning are Paul, Neil, Yang Yang and the choir of Thorntree Primary School. And in just a moment, David and Esther and their family will be lighting our candle. And a wee reminder, uh, there is no evening service today. Just one piece of family news. You may have seen from the January edition of The Key uh, that there was a prayer request for Alien John, as very sadly John's father died uh, last week. Please remember John, his brother and sister, and all of the family in your prayers. And now it's over to Esther and David to light our candle. As we gather for worship, we join together to light our candle. God of the old year, now thank you for the way your light has guided us. God of the new year, now beginning, we pray that your light will lead uh, is in the days ahead.
So on this first Sunday of the new year, let's come to God in prayer. Let us pray together. God of mercy and love, on this first Sunday of a new year, it is good to gather together to offer you our worship and praise, to confess our sins and to seek your help for the days ahead. We come bringing with us our unique experiences of the past days and of the past year. We carry within us memories of joy and happiness and experiences of sorrow and hurt. We offer you thanks for all that has been good and life-giving. And we offer you the pain and sorrow of all that has brought struggle and loss. God of love and life, we thank you that in darkness and in light, in hope and in doubt, you are with us always. We come bringing with us any feelings of regret, sorrow, shame and guilt that may burden us. Choices we made and now regret but cannot change. Opportunities we let slip by and now cannot be taken. Words we spoke in haste that caused hurt. Words we failed to speak that might have brought healing or hope. And the silent complicity in the corporate sinfulness of nations and states. God of mercy and grace. We praise you that you accept our confessions and forgive our shortcomings over and over again. We come to you as your beloved children, each unique and precious, gifted and skilled. Each given the gift of free will and the responsibility to make choices. This is exciting and life-giving. And this too is terrifying and potentially overwhelming. God of hope and new beginnings, help us to choose wisely and well as we continue our journey in the footsteps of Jesus. Amen. And we pray together in the words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory, now and forever. Amen.
Well, you always want to clap after that, don't you? And it's quite scary to think how grown up some of those youngsters will now be, but how wonderful to hear them singing again. A poem. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood. And sorry I could not travel both and be one traveller. Long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth. Then took the other, just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim, because it was grassy and wanted wear. Though, as for that, the passing there had worn them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay in leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day. Yet, knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I... I took the one less travelled by, and that has made all the difference. This famous and very probably familiar poem expresses a simple truth that each time we make a choice, it affects what can happen next. It expresses the reality that we can't go back and see what would have happened if we made a different choice. And as we listen to the gospel stories this morning, we're going to see how choices were so important to different people. Already, Mary had made her life-changing choice to say yes to God. And Joseph has made a choice not to divorce her, despite her being pregnant with a child that isn't his. So we're going to listen and we will hear the importance of the choices made by the Magi, who returned home by another direction. And we're going to invite the stories we hear to prompt our own thoughts about the directions that we might choose, whether personally or collectively in the year ahead. But before we do that, let's remind ourselves of the great mystery that the direction God chose was to enter our world as one of us. John chapter 1, verses 1 to 14, the mystery of the incarnation. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, 
and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory. The glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. Luke 2, 
1 to 7, the birth of Jesus. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinus was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in the bands of clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. lesson is taken from Luke chapter 2 starting at verse 8 the shepherds and the angels and in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flocks by night and an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with fear the angel said to them fear not for behold I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. 
When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. When they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things in her and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. reading is from Luke chapter 2 verses 21 to 40 the presentation in the temple after eight days had passed it was time to circumcise the child and he was called Jesus the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. 
For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband for seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment, she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favour of God was upon him. lesson is from Matthew chapter 2 verses 1 to 12, the visit of the Magi. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all of Jerusalem with him and calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, 
he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there, ahead of them, went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road.
The sixth lesson is from Matthew 2. Now, after they had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night and went to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Out of Egypt I have called my son. lesson, Matthew chapter 2, verses 19 to 23, the return to Nazareth. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, get up, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel, for those who were seeking the child's life are dead. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And after being warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee. There he made his home in a town called Nazareth, so that when he had spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled, he will be called a Nazarene.
The eighth lesson is taken from Luke chapter 2, verses 41 to 52, the visit to the temple. Now every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in the group of travellers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, said to him Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. He said to them, why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favour.
now let us come to God in prayer. God, our parent, mothering and fathering us through the whole of life, we pause to bring you our prayers for our siblings in faith and for our travelling companions in life's journey. We begin with ourselves, each trying to be the very best of the people you made us to be and to live the lives you dream of for us. At the same time, we are aware of our limitations, our imperfections and vulnerability. And so in these moments, quietly, we bring to you the deep yearnings of our hearts, minds and souls. Not for material wealth or humanly measured for success, but for the flourishing and fullness of life that will truly bless us. We pray to you for this community of seekers and followers of which we are part. Thanking you for those who accept the responsibility of pastoral care and community building. All of us have been blessed by phone calls or emails or texts over these long pandemic months. And many of us have been recipients of practical help or careful hospitality. With grateful hearts, we pray for these siblings who show compassion and love in practical ways. As we begin a new cycle of prayer, we lift to you Tamara, Hannah and Aaron, Jenny, Neil and Faye, Graham L, Stuart and Pirio, Holly and George, Sheila and John, John McKay, Heather, Kurt, and this week especially, we think of Ailey, John, Ethan, Owen and their wider family in their time of loss. In all ages and stages of life, may your love empower and encourage those we have named in whatever lies ahead of them. Another sign of the new year is that our alphabetical prayer cycle for Scottish Baptist churches returns to its beginning. And so we bring to you the congregations in Abbey Hill, Aberdeen Christian Fellowship, Adelaide Place and Airdrie. In busy urban contexts and serving their local communities, we pray for wisdom, love, compassion and hope in all they undertake. We bring our prayers for BMS World Mission, who are mindful that this new year sees a continued response to the global pandemic as they continue their work to reach the least evangelised and most marginalised people groups throughout the world. As they endeavour to worship collaboratively with local partners, may they be guided and empowered by your spirit of truth and love. Sometimes it feels that we bring the same prayers over and over again and either little changes or things even seem to get worse as corruption, greed and human sinfulness cause so much da damage both globally and locally. Yet we refuse to give in. We pray for politicians and leaders 
in complex decision-making with widespread consequences. But they may be wise and honest and kind. We pray for aid agencies and humanitarian charities, that they will, wherever possible, work together and collaboratively for the wider good. And we pray for ourselves, that we will continue to do our little thing, to choose the paths that lead to hope and new creation, not just for ourselves, but for all. Help us, God, not only to assent to the good news and not only to believe it, but to live it day by day in the decisions we make and the directions we take. Amen. We move now towards the end of the story and return to the Gospel of Luke. Then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John saying, go and prepare the Passover meal for us that we may eat it. They asked him, where do you want us to make preparations for it? Listen, he said to them, when you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house he enters and say to the owner of the house, 
the teacher asks you, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs already furnished. Make preparations for us there. So they went and found everything as he had told them. And they prepared the Passover meal. Will we choose to follow them into the city? Will we, as evening comes, carefully climb up the stairs and enter a room where everything is made ready? Will we choose to be part of the story? When the hour came, he took his place at the table and the apostles with him. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup and after giving thanks, he said, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he did the same with the cup after supper, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is a new covenant in my blood. A prayer. What does this mean, Jesus, this change of direction? Why do you take the familiar and turn it upside down? What does it mean to break bread and drink wine and to remember you? In our familiarity with sign and symbol, Help us always to be grateful and never to forget. Amen. Jesus took the bread, broke it and said, eat this. And when you do so, remember me. Jesus took the cup and he said, when you drink it, remember me, for this is a sign and seal of my covenant. Here is a profound mystery. God's word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Amen. 
May the God we meet in Jesus bless us with courage to discover fullness of life as we journey on wherever he may lead us today and each new day. Amen.